Hey everybody! Hi, we are back. Squeeze is back with his hot gimmick, not his scared Hi. gimmick. I got gimmicks. I got two. Bubba the Love Sponge doing the doing the high deal, not the not the scared deal. Doing the shock the balls oh, deal. Oh boy! <laughs> I can't do. Bubba the, just... Bubba the Love Sponge. Um, and for those of you who are like, I'm not gonna listen to this because uh, it's James Bond. Trust me. Very little James Bond coming from me tonight. <laughs> um, it'll be James Bond adjacent. Ish, what up? Glad the sleeping pills didn't hit you. Um, we're a little late. Handsome Squeezer and I were working hockey tonight. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, they go a winning game, a fun time, had by all. Uh, mm-hmm. Though we are a little off our time, we are discussing work on the on the call. I, you guys would probably listen to us. I don't, you'd bore the shit out of you, but I mean, the show probably sometimes bores the shit out of you. Um, but we were talking shop uh, prior to going going live. Uh, helps it helps my little handsome boy uh, open up his. Uh... Yeah, I like to loosen up. I gotta see. It, it depends. Like last week, I could have gone right away because no one shut the hell up. But tonight was a little more on the quiet <laughs> side, so I need to loosen up the vocals. Did we do last Wednesday? No, well, if, if it was after, if was it Friday Saturday. or Saturday? It was Saturday. Whatever the hell the last yeah. one was where no one shut the hell up and yeah, everyone yeah. got their gimmicks out. Oh, yeah, lots of gimmicks. Lots of lots of parm gimmicks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we had hockey and we're here and Halloween season's over. Um... And Christmas is squeezer. I bought all the Hershey's, all the Hershey's Christmas candy already. Oh jeez. Oh my god. Those. You know how I warned you about the Reese's peanut brittle peanut butter cups. Uh huh. Is it good? Like I have to. Thank goodness I have self control, or I would be. You'd have to. I'd, I'd be driving a Razzie into the office, squeezer. Ooh. <laughs> can, oh, we can get matching checkered suits and hats. <laughs> Little motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, it, it they are so delicious. I limit my. I, I was gonna limit myself to four mini little ones a day. I'm only limiting limiting myself to two. Okay, that's responsible. Yeah, two li- and they're they're the mini cups too. Yeah. yeah. So two a day. There's um, there's gingerbread cookie Kit Kat bars, which are pretty good. It's not like I'm gonna eat the whole bag good, but they're good. They taste good. Oh, nice. Uh, I'd like, I, I'm not the biggest, I like Kit Kats, but I'm not like, Kit Kat is what I go for, you know? Yeah, I don't think I'll, I've ever, like, bought a Kit Kat, like, oh, that looks good, I'm gonna buy a Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, you find them and you eat them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, uh, peanut butter, peanut, that, that, peanut brittle peanut butter cups, oh, 
my goodness. They are, they're all peanut butter. Squeeze are all peanut butter. They're so good. Nice. There's also. I actually, oh, go ahead. Uh, that, I think that's it for new. There's there's a new wrapper. Oh, no, 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 no. I got the M&M's Snowballs, which is a white chocolate over a pretzel. They're pretty good, too. But I only like two Ooh. M&M's. I didn't. Yeah, I don't like white chocolate. I used to not, but as I get older and my tastes are more mm. refined, I don't mind it. Again, uh, it's not something palette, I, uh, it's not something I actively seek out, Squeezer. Like I want, I uh, need maybe white chocolate. I associate white chocolate with like Easter and being strapped into a suit and a tie yeah. and going to church and yep. getting those little white crosses. Yes, yes, the white crosses. I got the same yeah. thing. Yeah, they thought it was like healthier than chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like you know, it's. It's good for you. I never got the white. I don't. What's the difference in the taste? Is it like a? Why does it taste so different? It's more of like a a sugar cream than a. There's no cocoa in it, so. Oh, is that it? Like the complete no cocoa. There's no I cocoa makes... in it. Yeah, it's oh. just the fat solids from chocolate. All right, but because I can do like a cookies and cream. Yeah, that's white chocolate. Because I guess that little bit of cookies. That that makes all the difference, I guess. It's a little cookie. And I don't even think as... what they sell is white chocolate anymore. They now call it white cream. So I think, yeah, white chocolate is essentially the fat solids from chocolate. Oh, yeah. like so it's just trans fats in the form of a cross. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. I just assume all white chocolate only comes in cross form. Yeah, yeah, I, that's crazy. I used to get this Gertrude Hawk, right? Um. I don't. It might have been that. I I think like it was in a plastic ladies. wrapper, like a clear wrapper, and it w- it weighed about three pounds. Uh, we used to get little ones. I think the, like the little ladies at the church would make them in the basement. Oh, yeah. My mom would make them. She had like the mold because she was a Sunday school teacher, you know. So. Oh. Yeah. Freaking. Like, can we make chocolate ones? I even. I'll even take. I give up uh, chocolate too if it's all peanut butter. That's that's where my. Oh my, yeah. You know what? The Matt, trick though is if you just turn upside down, it's a sword. That is true. Maddie Mark says white chocolate Kit Kat bars are so good, and uh, Jake, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. At Jake buys. Oh yeah. The miniature white unwrapped the bag of them, the white chocolate Kit Kats. You know, it's like. It's like eating a bag uh, of M and M's, but they're in white chocolate uh, cats. Are they like a like a nonpareil kind of? No, they're Kit Kats, but instead of chocolate, it's white chocolate. But they're like small; they're like an okay. inch big. I've never seen it. Usually, I mean, you you'd it, have to catch it at just the right second to see it. I guess <laughs> it's gone right away. Well, he actually let me try one once, and I was like, "Oh, that is good." I don't know if I could eat a whole bag, but the one I tried was mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I, I almost I, I, I stopped myself. I almost like pulled the parent tax I, after Halloween. I saw my oldest one got a pack of uh, Reese's Pieces, like the little Ooh. ones. And I was like, oh, look at those. And I was going for them. I'm like, you know what? No, I stopped. I'm like, these are hers. Like she has to experience the joy. That is I, I, how that is the most evil thing in the world, I think, would be to take a little girl's Reese's Pieces. I mean, E.T. did it. That is true. That was a little, little boy, alien but, shit. Yeah. And look what happened. Government came after him. That's true. The government did come after him. 
Um, we had a lot of trick-or-treaters, mainly because we were handing out Reese's peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces inside of them. Jeez, you have... Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Enchantress brought up she's like you know what what the hell's wrong with us we should be the house of hands up full size candy bars I'm like we should fucking be next year <laughs> we're gonna be the house we had about I don't know it, it felt like maybe 40 kids I don't I could be for your neighborhood that's pretty good cause you're kinda like an island you're isolated yeah yeah uh, Dougie came with his daughter did the whole neighborhood oh. filled the bucket uh, you should've came you could've got a second you could definitely got uh- Ours was the same night, so it's... Yeah, so was his. They well, did we both. Were we were out for a good two and a half hours. We were out past the... Ah. Well, we ended up at a block party, you know, and there was... Thanks to my neighbors who not only, like, two blocks down, they're like, eh, candy for the kids, beer for the parents, and they just have a cooler. It's like, you just help yourself. You know, have a beer. I, I, that's what I got to do next year, too. Just hand out beers. Because everyone is... We were talking about this. PA used to be like the snobbiest place in the world where if you not like, snobby, it's just like, like Puritan like, fucking Puritan prude. Yeah. Quaker Quaker bullshit where you couldn't yeah. get alcohol. Yeah. Like if, if you leaned fuck. out, if le- you leaned out your front door to like get the mail and you had a beer in your hand, you were going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, there wasn't a single parent walk. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but Everyone's just walking up and down the street drinking. <laughs> yeah, they just like in parades and everything. Like they just kind of suspended open liquor laws, kind of. You know. Yeah, like no one gives a shit anymore. Yeah, like right. you know what? Shit's fucked up. Yeah. Everyone get a buzz. If everyone just got a buzz on, you yeah. know, if we were just get a little better on the Uber and mass transit yep. here, yeah, and, and then s- everyone just. We bought the world a coke, and look what that did. <laughs> now we have a bunch of obese people in the hospital. Buy the world yeah. a drink, and there'll be a bunch yeah. of happy drunks in the yeah. hospital. I mean, yeah, I, you either have heart disease or cirrhosis. Yeah. What What's easier to treat? Or both, because alcohol or can both. cause both. That is true. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Everything in moderation, right? Just like buying the world a Coke. Right. <laughs> um. So I, I I don't know. There's 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 much news going on. Oh, ish. She paid the th- she paid the tax. Trust me. There's there's plenty in there. I he didn't take the Reese's the... pieces. He didn't say he I didn't, didn't take, take everything pieces. else. <laughs> I left her the Reese's pieces. It was a big bucket. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I left her the Reese's pieces. Everything else is left her the Reese's pieces. The rest is mine. Yeah. Um. All right, what should we should we do? We're we're should we? Uh, I don't know. We only been doing the show. Oh, oh, and I gotta tell everyone. I, you should all be proud of me. What did I tell you? I watched on Halloween. Uh, oh, you watched Halloween Kills. The scaredy cat watched a scary I, I movie. I did. The scaredy cat watched a scary movie. Uh, I wasn't really that scared. I told you it wasn't it was scary. Just, yeah, it was just it was there was some grossness. It's and honestly, like it might be good, it might be bad. I don't know. It's not my kind of movie, so I didn't have like a stake in it. I appreciate the creativity in the murders. I really <laughs> did find get some ideas like, for me. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that is really good. The, the door. My personal favorite was the him kicking the door and then, which I had to be critical of because that Desert Eagle would have a little bit more recoil when she's you know ripping rounds off. 
but mm-hmm. that that was my that was my favorite. That was very creative, and the I liked when he ripped. Cup- I like when he ripped the, the spoilers, everybody. When yeah. he ripped the 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 fucking uh, Nick Gage bulb out of the ceiling. The what are they called? What can I think fluorescent of light. fluorescent light bulb out of the ceiling and yeah. looks down at it and just shoves it through her neck. Yeah, like oh, this will work. Yeah. Um. That that whole scene though, that was. That that was the one that kind of got me a little bit. Not not the gruesome, like the actual violence and gore, but they actually went on a more psychological level. That was kind of dark. Mm. That that was kind of like on a sad, the, just the framing of it, and like the 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 choking on your own blood and whimpering, and then the the way it was out of focus, like it was very well done. Yeah, and very it actually made it more disturbing than if you actually just like saw that up close is no i i i actually and i kind of enjoyed it and i appreciate them for the first time showing what actually happens to a human body that hits the ground at terminal velocity it, it there's not just a little tiny pool of blood coming out of their head and then a little voice box going <laughs> in it you know no it, it shit just explodes mm-hmm. that was pretty gross um. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie and great. I got the soundtrack. I I, I missed Mondo's uh selling pressing of it, but I got um the fuck's that Boston company called? I got another con. I got another one yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, the sound. No, the soundtrack was great. It kind of sounded shitty because I watched on the old TV. I pulled out of my parents' new house and I had it on in the garage while I was uh, sorting my various screwdrivers and wrenches. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, no, it, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, so on the six, which is today's the third, technically, I'll be the fourth in, in like ten minutes. But on the six, which is Saturday, Squeezer, uh-huh. it's Stranger Things Day. Uh, I think it has something to do with eleven being six. Why is eleven six? Stranger Things Day. Mm-hmm. This is probably obvious to me. Six Stranger Things Day. According to Mental Floss, the significance of the number sir, it'll be the day Will ban uh it's the day Will Byers vanished into the upside down. Ah. Yes, so it's Stranger Things Day. On November sixth. And and we will be in New York City Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, because Enchantress is a what's is it masochist or sadist who loves inflicting torture on themselves? Uh, masochist. Enchantress sadist is, is someone else. Is a masochist because she's running the New York City Marathon. Ugh. <laughs> After running the virtual Boston, uh, and um, see, I can I can run it virtually. I could sit there and be like, yep, now she I'm she didn't run it virtually. She she was virtually in Boston running it here. Oh, gotcha. Got the medal and everything and the jacket. Oh, gotcha. Um good. and she ran Berlin. Um so yeah, she's she's crazy with that running. I don't know how I it exhausts me thinking about it right now. Uh but uh, ooh, and don't, don't Oh, sorry, go ahead. Don't forget what. No, no, go ahead. Anyway, it's November 6th, it's Stranger Things Day and they're opening up a Stranger Things themed shopping store with Stranger Things I don't fucking know. Uh, like Stranger Things, 
doodads and like and like uh, experiences is what I'm looking for in the store. That's a good word. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and hopefully we get more clues as to when season four comes out. I cannot wait because I love Stranger Things. Uh, and it wasn't for you, Squeezer. I remember we. Were, I remember I could picture it. We were at Iron Pigs in the back by the truck, and you're like, "Do you see? Are you gonna watch Stranger Things?" I was like, "What the fuck, Stranger Things?" And you're like, <laughs> "It's like that '80s kind of horror show." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about it." I'm like, "I'll check it out when I get home." I went home that night and binged the entire season that night. And I'm like, did you watch it? You're like, not yet. I'm like, I watched the entire season. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So now I get to celebrate Stranger Things Day. There's also some sort of Harry fucking stupid Potter shit up there that we're probably going to have to go to because she loves Harry Potter. But oh, no. And the next day is N7 Day. So that's going to be pretty cool. Hopefully we get some news coming out. What? And November 7th. It's N7 Day. What's N seven day? Uh, it's like the magical Mass Effect day. It's when they release news and celebrate everything that is Mass Effect. It's my game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what Mass Effect is, but it's a game. You're hmm. in outer space. Hmm. There's aliens. You blow shit up. It's pretty cool. Martin Sheen's in it. So it's pretty awesome. If they get John Goodman in it, that would be even better. But you know, we'll work on it. All right. Well, that's that's uh, all the news we have. We could get into the show, and it's uh, we're talking James Bond. I figured it's a good show to do my Sean Connery impression. Did you ever you you've seen all the movies, right? Uh, actually, I the the last I didn't see the latest one yet, and you've seen all the old show. ones, right? Oh, all the old ones up and up through. Which is the only? Did I see Spectre? I don't think I saw Spectre. Spectre is with uh, Daniel Craig. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, there's only like one or two that I'm missing, but yeah, I I grew up on them. Like James Bond has a, a warm place in my heart, not so much because how much I love James Bond. But because my grandfather was so into it, and I spent a lot of time in their basement watching his pirated copies. I feel and, like you know, James Bond marathons were a thing and on Thanksgiving, right? And like um, Easter. I think and like it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it, it was definitely like a holiday marathon, kind of. Right. Like Rocky also was a marathon thing when it got. Yeah. Bond marathon. Uh, what well, was Sean Connery uh, when he was James Bond? Was he like just James Bond's always a ladies' man? Even like Daniel Craig, he's kind of got like the ripped, kind of dad bod, like in shape dad well, no, bod. D- Daniel Craig is like ripped for an older gentleman. Not calling him old in any way whatsoever. Yeah, uh, Sean Connery had. Um, I'm, I'm stealing this from, I believe it was uh, Jim Norton who called him the in shape, out of shape bod. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Which is, yeah, in shape, out of shape. Like he, he has like a beer gut, but he could kick your ass. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And like at the and, time, like now, and women now just it's like, wanted, oh my God, you and he just had that like 
je ne sais quoi, right? With ladies where he could get away with, like, he didn't, he never got me, James Bond never got me too'd, right? As far as I know. Um, I think they tried and he probably should have. <laughs> he going said a bunch of, and money, then he went on show money, and said a bunch of shit, you know, that like back in the day and people were like, oh my God, like, yeah, but you have to put it in the time frame that shit was said, right. you know? Like, show money, buddy. Show me your panties. I want to imagine what they look like on my floor later. I just assume that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Then he goes in the M&M's in his tidy white. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. Put your pants on. I'm tired of you trying to come on to me and Q always showing me his gadget. And then, and by the end, he just wanted to go to bed early. Right. Because I have a nice, warm glass of milk. Everyone wants to sleep with him. So he's just like, screw this. I'm going home to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, it's easier. I, I, I assume. Yeah. I'm just going to home and polish my willy because these guys keep showing me. How many dick Polaroids could I get in a week? <laughs> you know, they didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> no, he had his uh, secret James Bond... Uh, uh, hidden spy camera. Why are you showing me your cock on these hidden spy cameras? God damn it. I want to see Money Penny's Harry Bush. <laughs> like, he actually, I don't, I don't think that's your rigid so, old penis. I think it was Moonraker. He had a spy camera. And that, that was the one where they just kind of went over the top. But, you know, they had spy cameras going back, you know, Throughout you know, like World War Two, and they're like really secretive, hidden things, like in a watch or like in a pen, and real creative ways to do it. But the one he has, it's like just a little box. But what makes it a James Bond gadget is the camera is hidden in the lens of the 007. So it's like zero lens seven, because that's real undercover. That's right. They, they jump. They jump the shark from time to time, I literally and figuratively. I carry this box so everyone knows I'm 007. What they don't know is I watch them peeing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a sick sick perversion. My uh, Sean Connery used to be better. I have to do. <laughs> I have to do Sean Connery and The Rock. That's how I could. Your best losers always whine about the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen. There, now I got my James Bond better. Because I got my Sean Connery. He's more pronounced. I see you jerking off on my spy camera again. God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to catch money, Penny, doing a toozy. Is this going to be the whole show, just you doing your Sean Connery? Yeah, I figured that's how we could do James Bond. <laughs> Me doing John Connery as James Bond as a pervert. Uh, like, a, like a criminal pervert. I didn't have time. I've been working on my Timothy Dalton all week. I just, I don't quite have it there yet. I don't even know who week. Timothy Dalton is. He played uh, James, he did two James Bonds. He was James Bond before um, Pierce Brosnan. So he did James Bond in like the late 80s, I think like 87 and 89. Um, and, and there was that long layover until 95. He was like the booby prize, uh, James Bond. Well, he at least got two. Who was the... F- uh, I, I know who's... Well, uh, Pierce Brosnan only got three. 
There was uh, who the hell played him only once? Uh, Someone played him once. Uh, George George Lazenby. Oh right, George, George Lazenby, Lazenby. on uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Roger Moore played him, I think, seventy four times out of the twenty some movies that they've done. Wait, seventy four times? Yeah, so it's ridiculous how many he did. Because it was the eighties and seventies and eighties, and that's when they were just kind of churning them out. Um, Roger Moore's think, got dirty balls. I know that. I for think a fact. Daniel Craig actually has the longest tenure. Daniel longest span. Isn't he only did, been in like five? Like Fifteen years. Oh, the longest like year because they yeah, waited like, so like long. Yeah, like span, but he only did I think four or five, right? He yeah, did, five. Like, yeah. Was it five? He did Casino Royale. Casino Royale was Skyfall. First. Skyfall was, I, I think that might be one of my top. Skyfall's the best, because that was directed by uh, Sam Mendes. Mm-hmm. Spectre and No Time to Die. Is there another one in there? Uh, Quantum of, Quantum of yeah, Solace. Quantum of yes. Solace. So he yeah. did five. Yeah. Uh, Connery did, I think, seven? That's right. I did seven. Well, he, I think he did six and then seven unofficially, because... Um, Uh, Never Say Never Again technically is not canon. So, what what is that? Um, so there's this whole thing where um, it wasn't produced by Eon, so they don't consider it like of the James Bond canon. Because it's also a remake and uh, of Thunderball, which was done back in the '60s, based off the book. Didn't they? Haven't they done Casino Royale multiple times? Casino Royale was the original book, and Casino Royale was actually done in the '60s, starring Woody Allen, and it was more of a parody. That's right. I'm James Bond. <laughs> oh, don't shoot me or hit me! Oh my God. <laughs> That's my Woody Allen. Do you like it? That's, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I I don't know if I actually ever heard Woody Allen. Like, I just hear people doing Woody Allen because I don't I, I as much as a masochist as I am I, I don't put myself through Woody Allen films oh no please I gotta get home safe to Sun Yi she's not my daughter anymore oh no I'm just losing it I had it for a minute <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of where that was going uh, Snaggle but you're turning into Snagglepuss exit stage right <laughs> Do you see the story before we get into it? One last story. Um, I, I I think I sent it to you. The man killed the daughter's boyfriend. Gee, for, oh, oh, I see. This is a fun Radger show. Yeah, for allegedly selling her into sex trafficking. Yeah. I'm just closing my tabs. I saw that. The, my favorite part of that is that, like nobody in the comments were like, what did he do wrong? <laughs> yeah. Like this is some fucking like, yeah. He, yeah. Guy sold his daughter to sex trafficking. I believe he has the right to kill her. Yeah. He, uh, kill her. he did the old uh, good fellas in the trunk thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, Hattie, do you want a hoof? <laughs> <laughs> the foot, the... The, the, the leg the, and the wing. The hoof, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, hey, it's a sin, Ma. It's familiar. a sin to leave it. This looks like a friend of ours. <laughs> oh, we're fun. We're having fun. Uh, let's yeah. start the show. I know some people show. aren't looking forward to this. Um, 
I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, yeah. Unlike all those others. You go first this week. Oh, boy. Because I went first last week, and that's how turns work. Ah, neat. All right, here is Squeezer's first pick. You can watch it all on TV. It's the last program you're likely to see. Well, if I'm going to be forced to watch television, may I smoke? Yes, give him his cigarettes. It won't be the nicotine that kills you, Mr. Bond. What the? Now I'm wondering why I didn't watch all these movies. That sounded so exciting. It was. It was thrilling. Was that Sean Connery? Uh, Sean Connery doing his best uh, karate fighting. May I have a shirt, please? <laughs> uh, you you only live twice, and this is the one with the a bit of Asian flair. So there's some uh, karate action in it. Um, and uh, this is the the epitome of where all the parodies of just shoot him and be done with it rather than toy with him and let him stand around and give him exactly what he needs to foil your plot. So James Bond is captured by Donald Pleasance. Um, oh, yeah, Donald Dr. Pleasance Loomis is all over this show. Yeah. 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 Um, who's Blofeld. And uh, they're going to launch nukes because they're always launching nukes. And, uh, the military is coming to invade, but they can't get in because the base is sealed and only James Bond is in there to open up the door. And there's a guard that stands there in like a red jumpsuit whose job, he, he looks like a, like a, a life, like a, like a paramedic, like a flight paramedic, uh, just standing there watching a switch. And that's his job is to make sure that one switch doesn't get turned to open up the doors to let the army in. So, Blofeld's idea is, I'm going to make you watch TV. And James Bond is so disturbed by the fact that he has to watch TV that he needs a cigarette. Well, fortunately, he was given a cigarette by uh, Tiger Tanaka, who is the head of the Japanese Secret Service. He's like the, in like their queue. Mm, was yeah, given a cigarette that in his pack of cigarettes, there is one particular one that when lit, and after burning for four seconds will launch a missile projectile that is accurate up to 30 yards. I I have those. I keep them in my uh, Newports. Ah, yes. Um, and so, yeah, he's standing there. He smokes his cigarette and kind of points it, and he's a dead shot and hits this guy right in the heart, takes him out. Everyone panics. He runs over, hits the switch, opens up the door, which allows some of the soldiers to get in. And He's recaptured, of course, after, you know... If if you listen to the audio, they Blofeld actually calls for armed guards to the control room, please. Mm-hmm. Like clean up an aisle six. Like armed guards. Why weren't there armed guards in there to begin with? You have James Bond. Why did you one not already just shoot him and be done with it, or two at least have someone there with a gun, maybe two people with guns. Right. 
But they were basically standing there with, like, their hand back, like, ready to Ric Flair chop him. Woo! But not. Like, woo! But, you know, they, they were so thrown off by by his rocket-fired cigarette um, that uh, he was able to at least uh, get some of... Uh, foil his plot to an extent. I think it's actually I, as ridiculous as it sounds, and I do make fun of it. I love it. Because it's the quintessential, like, James Bond gadget. Like, it, it, it serves no other purpose than this one time in this exact split second. Um, there's those gadgets, like, they're, the worst is when he gets a gadget and, like, it doesn't even serve a purpose, which they even make fun of in a number of the films, like... My gadget have, like, always the, serves a purpose. Th- like, the man-eating couch. Like, Pleasing ladies. Like, when he goes through Q and they're, like, showing him, like, the fail. Oh, my God, stuff. the man-eating couch is in the Game Boy game. Is it really? Yeah, when he goes to see Q. Yeah, yeah, it's actually the man-eating couch. They show it, and the, there's a guy stuck in it. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, you gotta play this yeah. game. I'll uh, talk to you about it when I get there. Cool. Um... But yeah, uh, out of all the gadgets, I didn't know that was a real uh, guy. I was like, what the fuck is it's a couch and yeah, it's a guy yeah, stuck in it. Yeah, it's actually out of the movie. It's the man-eating oh. couch. <laughs> it's huh. real. I'll be damned. Yep. Um I I think those that and the um exploding pen from GoldenEye. I think the the exploding pen from GoldenEye really like is at the heart of the gadgets too. Like, it's not too over the top. It just makes sense for him to have. Uh, and I, and the, oh, and the, the way they kind of built the, the tension of him, like, Boris clicking it, playing with it, clicking with it. After you saw that, how many times were you sitting there, like, playing with your pen, trying to flick it like that? Squeezer, I know violence gets you turned on, but. Oh, you mean like an actual pen? Literally, uh, I literally thought you were, like twirling your pen. And I thought you were asking how many times I flicked my pen to uh, Goldeneye. No, no. This I mean, is, the girl in it's cute, I, but and Pierce Bronson's a handsome guy, but yeah, but getting really weird with the masturbation jokes. Uh, yeah, this is a family show. <laughs> it's a family show. Um. So yes, if you want to see a pretty. Uh, Pretty good uh, truth commercial and learn the dangers of cigarettes um, because that hasn't been said enough in every fucking article you read about this gadget on every internet page ever. Um, oh, cigarettes will kill you. Ugh. <laughs> so I had to do it too. There you go. Watch you only live twice. And Donald Pleasance is a gem. He is. He's a, tr- a national treasure, everybody. All right. My first pick is James Bond adjacent. I am here to welcome you on behalf of the president of the Globex Corporation. Me! Try the papayas. They're juicy and full of papayin. Makes you strong like Popeye. Popeye, papayin, Popeye, papayin. See? Same thing. Same. Ah, forget it. How are you? I'm Hank Scorpio. Someday I'd like to own the Dallas Cowboys. I bet people laughed at you when you told them that dream. Yeah. Homer, don't give up. They laughed at me the first time I wore jeans with a sport coat. I was the first wealthy man in America to ever do that. Now they all do it. Sir, I need to know where I can get some business hammocks. Hammocks? My goodness, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks! Homer, there's four places. There's the hammock hut. That's on third. Uh Uh-huh. There's hammocks or us. That's on third, too. 
You got put your butt there. Mm-hmm. That's on third. Yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot. Right. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the hammock complex down on third. Oh, the hammock district. That's right. By the way, Homer, what's your <laughs> least favorite country? Italy or France? France. <laughs> Nobody ever says Italy. Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is Scorpio. I have the doomsday device. You have 72 hours to deliver the gold, or you face the consequences. And to prove I'm not bluffing, watch this. Oh, my God, the 59th Street Bridge. Maybe it just collapsed on its own. Collapsed on its own, you sh... You have 72 hours. See you. What's the problem? Well, my family wants to move back to Springfield. Let them go. You'll stay here with me. We'll go bowling. You will notice, my new best friend, that we are pretty casual around here. Yes, sir. I will notice that. Very casual, Mr. Scorpion. Don't call me Mr. Scorpion. It's Mr. Scorpio, but don't call me that either. Call me Hank! Have him! He's supposed to die! Nice work, Homer! Am I proud of you? Well... When you go home tonight, there's gonna be another story on your house. I just... I had to play some of the best. That's (laughs) one of the best episodes. It's from The Simpsons. You only move twice. Um, I don't have, I don't know what season it's from because I don't have anything pulled up. I don't have Wikipedia pulled up, but I could, I could recite the episode verbatim because I've seen it so many times. It's, it's, and I'm not going to do a, well, I guess I should do a whole squeezer MacGyver on this. Go for it. It's worth it. The Globex Corporation's trying to get uh, Smithers and he comes out, I work for Monty Burns. <laughs> And he's like, I'm spoken for. He won't work for Globex. And they're like, who's the next most senior employee? And it's Homer. And he comes in, woohoo, I took a new job. <laughs> and he puts a VHS tape into the VCR squeezer, which dates this episode uh, pretty pretty good. And um, it's about moving to the new town, the home of the Globex Corporation. I forget what the town's called. Do you remember? It's like new something. Uh... All right, going to fucking yeah. Some problem is I looked up so much of my stuff that I kind of I gotta move stuff around and save some RAM. RAM dump squeezer. So it's the second episode of the eighth and best season. Um. Cypress Creek. Cypress Creek. I was ah, damn it. So they can't sell their house. They abandon it, and they pack up. They move to Cypress Creek, 15201 Maple Systems Road. <laughs> Hank Scorpio comes, introduces himself. That's a Popeye, Popeye, yeah, Popeye. Gives him his, his shoes, his moccasins, and then he's running uh, a 5K. Uh, Bart gets put in remedial class. Um, that's with, uh, I'm from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm slow. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Looks like someone's got a case of the spose does. Uh, Lisa's allergic to everything. You're reticulated. So reticulated. Um, chipmunk. And she's allergic to all the wildflowers. Marge goes through housework and the everything does it for her, like the robot vacuum, the plants water, the kitchen cleans itself. So she finds herself drinking... Uh, half glass of wine a day, and she's like, "I know you're supposed to drink a, a full glass, but I can't drink that much." <laughs> but it does the dun 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 when she pours a glass. <laughs> and the only one liking it is Homer, who's supposedly doing a good job motivating 
his three scientists who are, I, I believe, creating a nuclear warhead <laughs> or some sort of nuclear weapon. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely serving evil. He buys um, Tom Landry's hat. Tom Landry's hat will motivate you. That's what he wants to get. <laughs> Business hammocks. Business oh, don't hammocks. forget about the baseball made of secretariat. Oh, it's a baseball made not, of secretariat. Which I never got as I had no idea as a kid. No. Yeah, right. Now it's you realize a, how funny that note. is. Yeah, great, great joke. Um, but James Bond is captured. They never necessarily say it's James Bond, but damn it, Scorpio! And they're like the like the razors going up towards his crotch. He's like, all right, die now! And he gets out and he starts running. And Homer's at the vending machine trying to put a dollar in. And that's when he says, someone stop him. He's supposed to die. And that's when Homer uh, jumps on him and tackles him. And he goes uh, at dinner that night. He goes, uh, what do you say? I took care of uh, a loafer, I think. Right. I I, I, uh, I tackled a loafer at work today. Yeah, right. And something something around the lines of the, to made it seem business like what he tackled James mm-hmm. Bond. And then they cut and they just like shoot him with the machine gun a bunch of times. That's the, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> Like, like they should do in every James Bond. Movie. Right. Yes, uh, Mr. Bont, B-O-N-T, the man Homer tackles, was initially supposed to be James Bond, but Fox would not let the writers use the name because of concerns over possible lawsuits. They finally decided on Bont because it was most similar to it was the most similar name they could legally use. So. You know, this might be my top five. It is really good. So the final scene at Globex contains several references to action in James Bond films. The episode's title and many references are from Bond films. You only live twice. I guess you only move twice as -hmm. well as an allusion to a view to kill. Homer tackles and inadvertently kills a character model after Sean Connery's Bond following a parody of the laser scene from Goldfinger. Uh, Yes. Miss Good Thighs from the 1967 James Bond parody Casino Royale makes an appearance in the episode. What's that? Oh, she's the one who who, who like wraps her thighs around the guy's neck. Oh, when, yeah. At the end. She doesn't have a speaking part. Um... Oh, oh, this is a good one. The sign at the elementary school displays http colon slash slash www.studynet.edu. The producer of the show Weinstein called it one of the show's most obviously dated jokes because the idea of a school having its own set website was almost a novelty in 1996. But now it's like commonplace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, that made it fancy back then. Or... Yeah. And then the end theme song is a clear when he gets the... I know it's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's the it's the starting the well, I think it's pretty neat though in the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, you don't understand the Mark. Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, so Ken Keeler wrote the song at the end. It was a parody of various Bond themes. And he originally wrote it to be three seconds longer and sound more like the Goldfinger theme, but the final version was shorter and the lyrics were sped up. They wanted it to be sung by Shirley Bassey, who sang several Bond themes, but they could not get her, Squeezer. What the hell was she doing? I don't know. I wouldn't have known any of it. I was just gonna, gonna I was just gonna MacGyver the episode for you, but um, it's a great episode and one of the best James Bond things in existence. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert Brooks does the voice of Hank Scorpio. He's so good. Moving on, Squeezer, your next pick. Well, 007, how did you come to ruin this little beauty? And where exactly is the rest of this? And I suppose you can explain this. Oh, James. It's not easy being Bond on Nintendo GameCube, Xbox, and PlayStation 2. Rated T for teen. Rated T for teen. Uh, uh, not the most famous uh, of the James Bond video games, of course, that you know, falls to Goldeneye. Uh, but perhaps the most nefarious, if you will. Um... James Bond 007 in Nightfire. Uh, it was another Pierce Brosnan game, which of course makes sense because they're mostly all going to be Pierce Brosnan games at this point because he was the Bond at the time of video games, you know, peaking and uh, uh, marketing and all, all that involved. What this game is really known for is that it was the game that was used to crack the uh, Xbox hack challenge um, put out by uh, Linux. So there, there were two um, two challenges that were put out by... Uh, who's the guy that... Fucking uh, Linux guy. What the hell is uh, his name? To- the Torvalds? Gary Linux. No. Uh, Torvalds. It's like Gary Linux. Yeah, Linus Gary Torvald. Linux. Linus Torvald. Yes, Linus Torvald. Uh, yeah. But he goes by Gary Linux online. Oh, he's Linus Torvald. Yeah. Um, I didn't even look that up. I knew that. That's how big of a dork I am. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> um, and uh, so the challenge was, there was two. One is modern Xbox via hardware, and the other was via software. And the hardware one had been done. You know, the, the mod chip. The next one was find a way in without physically altering the Xbox, but find a backdoor in software-wise to mod it and convert it, and then you can run Linux or whatever you'd like on it at that point. And it was done using the save files from James Bond 007 uh, Nightfire. So there was... A lot of games had this issue to save space. Like, they kind of just... The load game function was kind of just an open source. Kind of. Like, you could literally, like... If if you did it right, load anything. If you found your way around it. Because, like, the security wasn't there. Because they never thought that, oh, well, people are going to... Rather than load their games, they're going to try to load something else. And they did it to cut costs, of course. But... Uh, uh, there is a, uh, the hacker named, uh, Habibi Xbox, um, revealed that he posted this, uh, hack that he was able to load Linux on an Xbox via the James Bond game. This was back in 2003, and he was, uh, supposed to be awarded the $100,000 prize, uh, for doing so. Hmm. 
And my hat off to him because I appreciate it because I got to exploit that hack. I I met some friends. We went down. Uh, my friends down in Villanova. I took it down there. We uh, indulged ourselves while. What distro he, did you load? Um, I was trying to. I was trying to think of this, and I even looked at. Maybe it was a couple months ago. I even booted up my Xbox just to make sure it worked. And uh, was it Evolve? I'm, I was trying to remember what what we used. Um, could it be? Did it have to be a certain distro? Or could it be anything? Uh, off the top, it was so long ago. Off the top of my head, I, I honestly can't remember. Because the uh, Xbox has the has a, was I used a power PC, and if you're really clever, you should have been able to load a Unix system, which you should have been able to load fucking OS 10. That would have been dope. Um. I don't remember the process. I was very um, inebriated. Um, I would. There was. I used to code on Suzy Linux. No. Was what? I used to code on Suzy Linux. You were fancy pants. I actually owned owned a copy of it. I don't even know what the hell that is. S U S E Suzy. Oh, gotcha. I, I um, assumed it was... I wasn't one of those fucking posers who used Red Hat. <laughs> oh, sorry. Or whatever the fuck the Red Hat <laughs> Linux was. Um, But yeah, there was still some soldering involved. I think we did like a... There was a little mix and match process. Or maybe we just do highs. So we just started soldering shit to my Xbox. But because of that... Uh, I had this beautiful new interface, and I can then go online, download any game I want, burn it to a CD, and I had the the world was at my fingertips of pirating Xbox games. It was oh. fantastic. All thanks to uh, James Bond. Linux distro Xbox. Was it 360 or Xbox? It was Xbox. They were the big black monster. I guess they call it Cromwell. Yeah, off the, I okay, don't know. No, what... I'm thinking Xbox 360 had the power PC. Xbox had a Pentium 3. Right. Yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't even know what was in there. I wasn't involved. I, I would, I would, I can remember what the dashboard was that was loaded onto it because that's what I saw. I just you know, took advantage of my smarter friend's work. Hmm. Yeah, it was a custom seven. Oh my god, it was only seven hundred thirty-three megahertz Intel Pentium three. When the fuck did this come out? Two thousand one, I guess. Okay. That's uh, crazy that that was. I I I didn't have Xbox. I never had an Xbox. I had a GameCube. That was, I was okay. That sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the uh, Linux guy. It was uh, uh, the founder of Lindos. Uh, uh Michael Robertson. Oh uh, yeah, because I don't remember Linus Torvald ever going by. What did you call him? Gary Linux. Yeah, I just made that up. Oh, I thought you were serious. <laughs> I was being an asshole. Oh. Yeah. 
Gary Linux. No, I was a big Lin- I Linux and because uh, that's yeah, I, I just I got sick of Windows and for a while all, all the computers at the studio were using um, a Linux Susie distribution because it was free and we could load it on anything. They because it was x86. Ah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Um. What was the, so the Xbox 360 was the second one. Yeah, Xbox, Xbox 360, and then uh, Xbox One. Uh, wait. There's got to be a generational. Am I drawing a blank here? Because I had a 360. Xbox, Xbox. Oh yeah, then Xbox One. One. Now just. Yeah, so the Xbox 360 had the Power PC in it, the 3.2 gigahertz Power PC Tricore. Gotcha. Yes. And and um, Steve Jobs famously sent Bill Gates a bunch of free um, Power P uh, Power Max to because um, they needed them to dem uh, to to develop uh, to make developer kits. Mm-hmm. And he sent it to him, and he said they're on him. Do you remember that? I, I'm a dork. I, All right. do, I, you, you, I'm surprised I I'm not before. a virgin. No, I never told that story on the show. Okay. Well, maybe you just told me. I might have told you, yeah. I have never delved that deep into my nerdism. <laughs> Talking Linux distros, I use the fucking shorthand. <laughs> God, people are like this guy has a, a female living with him in the house. <laughs> She's not a a, a uh, being forced. All right, um, here is my se- oh my god, my second. Pa- How did we get here, Squeezer? Uh, I drove. Here's my second pick. James Bond Jr. secret mission, but scum is ready. Walker the plank hooks IQ. Jaws is having a snack. On job is flipping his lid. But IQ packs a punch and James Bond Jr. dives into action. Mission accomplished. James Bond Jr. figures and vehicles sold separately. James Bond Jr. I know this cartoon existed. I know the Marvel comic books existed. I know there was an NES game and there's an SNES game. But what I definitely know for sure is that they were action figure squeezer. And I had a few because I got them dirt cheap at KB Toy Store. Like a seven for a dollar situation that they had in the bin. Because the action figures were good. They were made by Hasbro. But they were not a hit. They were kind of uh, a dud. The James Bond. Um, 
I guess I never watched a show. Uh, I don't know if anyone ever watched a show because it didn't last long. But um, I guess they were working to make an animated James Bond series called James Bond versus Spectre. And I didn't know until the movie we watched Enchantress and I went to see You Only Live You Only Live Twice or whatever. What the fuck did we see? The last James Bond movie. Um, no Time to Die. And uh, I didn't realize Spectre was the bad guy group that he fought against all the time until that movie. <laughs> and that the the guy was Dr. Evers was based on, which we'll get to. Um, there's Squeezer. He, he left to pee. I was explaining how little I knew about uh, oh. James Bond. So Eon... Sorry, I did what I could. Eon Productions developed what would become James Bond Jr. uh, made by MGM Television. Um, It was fully sanctioned uh, by everyone who owned the property. And um, it only lasted one season. And it remains the only Bond television series ever produced. So the plot goes, while attending a prep school at Warfield Academy... James Bond Jr., with the help of his friends I.Q., the grandson of Q, and Gordo Leader, the son of Felix. Who's Felix Leader? Leiter. Uh, he's the, his uh, CIA counterpart. Oh, he was played by, um, what's his name? In, um, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. He dies. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers, Sorry. I heard. Fight against the evil terrorist organization Scum. Which I guess is supposed to be like Spectre. I just told everybody that I didn't know Spectre was just not the name of the movie. It was actually the organization that Dr. Evil was parodying. Yes. And it's an anagram. Yes. Well, SCUM stands for Saboteurs and Criminals United in Mayhem. Did you know? You know, if they just called it something simple like like Google or Apple, they could get away with more, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Expanding on his uncle's famous line, James Bond Jr.'s catchphrase was Bond, James Bond Jr. <laughs> wait, wait. Why, if he's James Bond Jr., but it says uncle? Uh, Squeezer, you're asking the wrong sorry, guy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um,. So there was, it was like, it took, I guess, I don't know, I never watched the fucking episode, but it took all the fucking gags from, uh, all I, I told everybody, I only own the action figures because I got them for like seven for a dollar from mm-hmm. KB Toy Store. Uh, they were made by Hasbro and they were a plenty. There was James Bond Jr. Street Gear, James Bond Jr. Ninja Gear. There was IQ who had this, like, you know, the plastic jacket that the Punisher and Gambit wore in those figures? Yeah. He had one of those on. Same one. Yeah. There was Jaws. Um, no, it was like a white one, but it was the same, same type of material. Gotcha. Dr. No, who looked just like the Mandarin from the. Um, uh, Iron Man cartoon. I'm sorry. Blank there. Walker D. Plank. Who's a pirate? <laughs> oh, oh, I got cold on that one. James Bond Jr. flight gear. James Bond Jr. scuba gear. They went the Kenner out here. Gordo lighter. 
uh, Buddy Mitchell, Odd Job, who looks like he's a rapper, um, Dr. Derange, there was the Scum Shark, the Sub Cycle, and the Sports Car. Then there were some, like, I believe there were some role play toys, I, I, but I couldn't find them all. I know there was one. Uh, I found a like a fake CD player that had like a cap gun in it. Oh, oh, that that can get you in trouble. Yeah, nowadays. But James Bond Junior. Toys. Let me see what I can find here. These are so lifelike. Uh there was some like Ertl. You know, Ertl always made like. Um, Mike of the Matchbox cars that were uh, licensed. They made like the Batman ones, diecast. Mm-hmm. So Ertl, Ertl made some stuff. Um, scrolling, I'm scrolling, discovering with the rad years. There was a comic book series from Marvel that tied in. They did. They really had high hopes for this. I think they thought it was going to be the biggest thing. There was an SNES game and an NES game squeezer. Because it came out around that time that you kind of had to develop for both. Yeah. Curious. I'm looking at something here. It looks familiar. What? Um, it's just. It, it's it's not the same. It's but if you look at, there is a a James Bond Junior figure. Where is it? His streetwear where he's like got the brown leather jacket. Yeah. Yep. And, streetwear. Yeah. I saw that and go, holy shit, that looks like Schwarzenegger's last action hero outfit. Yeah, those were Mattel. Though. And it, yeah, but still, it's, I mean, it's. These were Hasbro. I know, I know. But I, you look at it, and I, they're two completely separate molds, two completely separate companies, I know, mm. but they're identical. <laughs> Other than he's got his Marty sneakers on. Um, There was like those cheap, like. Um, what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? Like pharmacy toys, like guns and watches and badges. I'll send you what I'm talking and like handcuffs. Are, are these are kids toys. Yeah. You'll know exactly what I'm t- like the pharmacy toys. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but see, look at your text. Oh, wow. That. Th- this isn't even pharmacy. This is a grocery store. Fucking... Yeah, like that's exactly grocery store pharmacy toys. Yeah, no, I know. Dollar that. store toys. That that the same two colors, just everything's. They made like a lot of shit, but and the cosplay was was this uh, weird CD player that I don't think was an actual CD player, obviously. But it came. It had like a a, a pull out cap gun. I don't know. It's like the weirdest toy. Not a real CD player. It's a Hot Shot CD player squeezer, spring loaded removable cap pistol, hand fling CD blade weapon. Well, that sounds like fun, actually. And and there's on the box it says this is a toy, not an actual CD player. Here, I'll send mm-hmm. you a picture. Look at this fucking shit. Real working cap pistol. So it was like a holster. The holster was supposed to be a CD player, but it was actually a cap gun. 
Ah. James Bond Jr., Squeezer, you're next, but we're on your third pick. We're making progress. We're getting through this. We're zooming here. Here we are. The game is called Domination. I designed it myself. But my problem is I've never yet found a worthy adversary. No doubt I shall disappoint you too. A lucky move on my part. Perhaps I didn't explain. As the stakes increase, so does the level of pain. Rather like life. We continue? We continue? We continue? Ah, Domination. From, uh... Well, Never Say Never Again. Get it? Because he said never again will he play James Bond, and then like seven years later he comes back and plays James Bond. So this is the one... Sorry, I'm looking something up here. This is the one that's not considered canon because it wasn't produced by um, the Eon Productions. So it was a, was a whole rights debacle and... It was about who owned the rights to this particular novel. So they were able to basically redo Thunderball, which Thunderball was based off of the book Thunderball. Never Say Never Again was also based off the book Thunderball, but they're a little mm. different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this case, there's nuclear missiles at stake, of course. But the the, pin- the, the best part, memorable part of this movie is the game they play. And at the time that they play it, so it's 1983, arcades are hot. And like every good movie producer, they want to get in on the next biggest fad. So what's the coolest thing you can have James Bond do? Have him play a video game. Mm -hmm. So uh, Bond goes and he plays... Uh, this game domination um, and it, it's developed by um, his arch nemesis in this uh, case who was uh, uh, Largo who is also there's a, it's weird because it's like two completely different Largos between the two movies like you have Thunderball Largo with like the eye patch where number the whole number two comes from because well he's number who two who does number two walk for I mean, literally, he's spot on. But th- this Largo is different. Um, he's played by uh, Klaus uh, Brangioa. Um, doesn't that sound? It's so fun to say. Um, who is a, a billionaire um, and Spectre agent and also video game designer. Mm. And so he challenges Bond to this video game and they, they gamble on it. And... There's no real rules or that's how, any understanding. That's how we're going to sell scores soon in the office. I'll let you in my office to play my X-Men arcade. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Um, like, there's no understanding of, like, what the rules are or how to play or what, what actually happens. But there's, like, shooting and lasers and they, they kind of face each other kind of like, like, almost like they're playing in, like, an electronic battleship. But... There's a transparent screen between them, like they're it's 
almost uh, uh, not virtual, but uh, what's the other augmented augmented reality, reality kind of game um, where they're kind of looking at each other while playing against each other. But it's this like gorgeous gold ornate table game that they're playing on, and there's all these billionaires around like watching them play this video game. But the cool thing is, when you lose, you get electrocuted. Oh yeah. Yeah, not to the point of death, but you know of. Yeah, we're not trying you know, to kill anyone here. Pain. Yeah. Which I, I'm all for. It. Let's make a. They can make them. You can make a video game controller vibrate. Let's give me a little shock. You know. Give me some of that Ready Player One uh, kinetic vest shit. You know, knock me around a bit. But as, as a kid, whoa, whoa, I whoa, thought whoa. this haptic vest. Haptic, haptic is the word you're looking sorry. for. It's can, same thing. And did you read Ready Player One? No, I saw the movie. Oh, I forgot there was a movie. Was yeah, there was a say. movie. Wait, how did you read Ready Player One, but you still haven't read Timeline? <laughs> I'm halfway you know through Ready, Ready Player Two. I'll get there. I'll finish it. It's not as good as Ready Player. I had my problems with Ready Player One, the book, but I have a lot of problems with Ready Player Two. It's kind of the same thing. It's rehash. I'll just get on Audible and listen to it. It's easier that way. Um, I as a kid though, I thought this was the coolest. Like I'm like, uh, this was really high tech, even for like the late '80s, early '90s when I was probably watching it. I got my at my grandfather's house, of course, because it's the only time I really watched. Of course. It, but... Um, I, I thought like it was the coolest thing and cause the graphics for 83, cause it, clearly it's not real. So they can go overboard a little bit and the graphics are actually pretty good for the movie. They were phenomenal for a game in 83, like as a game in 83, those kind of graphics didn't exist. Um, so even for an early nineties game, it looked phenomenal and it looked like a lot of fun. I have right. no idea what the game actually was, how it played. All I know is they were shooting lasers at each other, zapping things. Um, they eventually um, developed a game with the rights to it, um, loosely based off of it, called uh, Global Domination, uh, that released in uh, was it 90, 98. Right. Uh, but there's really, it's not like a big, uh, it was produced by Leeds, Leeds Studios and developed by Psygnosis. Let me see what Psygnosis published. Oh, they did wipe out three of the Lemmings. All right. They got some legit titles under their names. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wipeout 64. Oh, they produced Spice World. Well, great movie. Yeah. But the the game. Oh. Spice World, the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. My sister had that for PlayStation. Did she, did she really? Yeah. Let's see. Cygnosis. Sig- oh, I remember these guys. Yes. I had some of their games. Uh, retreated from Amiga Markets. Wipeout. Wipeout. God, I love Wipeout. I wonder if there's the same Wipeout. Oh, it looks like it. Yeah, Wipeout 3. Looking at things on the internet with the The Red Years. I thought you were going to harmonize with me. Oh, sorry. 
How's that? That's good. It's good. It's good. We're getting to, we're getting to that point, Squeezer, where we watch uh, Christmas Vacation every every day. It's good. It's I know. Good. I'm excited. Enchantress is like, excited. all right, I'm I'm gonna fall asleep on the couch. What are you putting on? Right, Christmas Vacation. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like going in our yard. So yes, that was that was that was domination and. Uh, Never say never again. I hope it counts. It's kind of James Bond. It's not officially James Bond. So yeah, right. If mine count, yours this counts. <laughs> All right. Well, never, there, I'm sure there's some hardcore James Bond fan out there that, well, if you're listening to this, we apologize. Yeah, right. But they're like, this doesn't count. You can't do Never Say Never Again. It's not canon. I haven't talked about James Bond yet, and I'm not going. I'm not. I'm going to continue it <laughs> with my third pick. Let me ask you a question, and be honest. Do I make you horny? Randy? Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah, do I? Two of my assassins are dead. I will not tolerate failure. I'm the man who will maintain the dignity of this evil organization. What the hell was that? Volcanic eruption! present to you my spy in the Ministry of Defense. Fat bastard. <laughs> May I present to you my spy in the Ministry of Defense. Fat bastard. Get in me belly. Oh, that looks like a baby. Why do you eat babies? It's weird. Uh, I love I love Austin Powers movies. It was like a thing I had. My dad loved um, James Bond, and my dad loved Austin Powers movies. We saw, oh, of course, he, that had to have been his. We yeah, saw them. It makes all the sense in the world. In the theater, we saw the second. My brother, my dad, and I went to see the second one in the theater together. It was really. It was probably the only time. There was a weird, weird like period in my dad's life after my mom and him split up, where we went to see some movies together. That like. Earlier, like him and I went to see Batman Returns together. He took me to movies, but like when it was my brother, Dan, and I, and we'd see like adult movies together, not like pornos, but like you know, Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I tried to get him to go to some pornos, but he wasn't interested. <laughs> um, this was so Austin Powers, he, he got the idea for Austin Powers, uh, one night when he was. Driving home from ice hockey practice. Fucking Canadians. Do they all play ice hockey? <laughs> all do. Yes. And they don't actually even go indoors. He was hearing the song The Look of Love by Burt Bacharach on his car radio and wondered, where have all the swingers gone? And conceived the character who would become Austin Bowers. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Psychedelic. So his parents were from Liverpool. His dad like loved, his dad died in 1991. And he, he said his father introduced him to James Bond, Peter Sellers, The Beatles, The Goodies, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. And if like that whole group isn't what Austin Powers do I make horny. And then Dr. Evil is just a parody of mm, Lorne Michaels. Mm, it's funny, but mm, could you do it again? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. 
He's clearly Canadian. I don't know. Uh, I shall call him Mini-Me. Who doesn't love Mini-Me? That's like the greatest fucking joke. In the second one. He's exactly one-eighth my size. I shall call him Mini-Me. Um, <laughs> Basil Exposition. Another great <laughs> fucking character name. Uh, he's the one who's like the the M of the story. Um, and he he gives exposition by telling <laughs> Austin Powers what because M like gives your like tells your exposition like revealing the background information required to understand where the mission's going. So they named him Basil <laughs> Exposition. <laughs> Of course, Elizabeth Hurley, there's like a new uh, Bond girl in every episode. So it's like Elizabeth Hurley and then it's um, um, it's a girl from Scrubs is in the second one. And then Beyonce's in the third one. Uh, Heather Graham, Heather Graham. Mm-hmm. It's Felicity Shagwell. <laughs> and then Foxy Cleopatra. They do, they do blaxploitation in the third one. But, um, yeah, there's the number two and, uh, uh, who's that? Uh, Oh, oh, um, Scott Evil is played by, uh, Seth Green. Seth Green. Zip it. Yeah. Zip it. Scott, please do me a favor. Zip it. (laughs) That's like one of the greatest fucking jokes. <laughs> they just let it go and, on and on and on, yeah. on. And then it becomes funny again and it's it it really is. It, it came out at a time too when you were in school and just quoting things to each other just to make each other laugh. I remember like I knew of Austin Powers from a special they did on MTV with him and I just was in my room watching it like belly laughing and like crying mm-hmm. from laughing so hard. I'm like I have to see this movie. This is so great. And then my, I, I had the action figures. It was, um, fuck, like my parents were like buying me things from Spencer's for Austin Powers because I was like really into. And the, the action figures were from McFarland. They were really good. Um, and I got oh, really, really, I wish I'm I still had them. I don't think they're worth anything, but they're really cool. Uh, I, I just loved Austin Powers. Uh, what, what could you not love about it? I had the soundtrack. Yeah. He had that song with the BBC. BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four, BBC Five, BBC Six, BBC Seven, BBC Evan. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Austin Power. And he was clearly a James Bond. I mean, Dr. Oh, Evil sure. was the Spectre guy. And uh, that's all I know about it. Comparison to James Bond. I don't know a lot about James Bond, so I'm the everyman who doesn't like James Bond. Well, even like the, the sharks with like the laser beams. Sharks with oh. freaking laser beams on yeah. their heads. No. Um, like the chair. Uh, Them coming out of the ocean in bikinis. Yes. And like Austin's and then, in one too. Like, yes. But like the, the chair like into the fire pit and stuff like right. that's all like sh- some of that stuff is shot for shot like parody of the outfit he's wearing too is is just exactly like what he what's his name wore right dr evil i mean oh yeah yeah that the 
Yeah, like the, the, the gray jumpsuit kind of. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're an evil organization here, please. You never lived till you had your testicles ritualistically shorn. <laughs> I mean, he really, it is a really good, like, cosplay of uh, Donald Pleasance. I was going to say Donald Sutherland. Oh, did Donald um, Pleasance play the character that, um, yeah, what, what's yeah, his that's name? Right. I mean, it, yeah, they're spot on. No, uh, what's his name played him later? The guy from uh, Django Unchained and, um, and Inglorious Bastards. Rem- he played Remy him in Malik. No, Django Unchained. Remy Malik is the bad guy, but he's not Spectre head of Spectre. Uh fuck! What the fuck? Unchained. I gotta go Django Unchained to find Christopher Waltz Mintz. Oh yeah, Waltz. Christopher Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. He plays the head of Spectre, which is Dr. Evil's character. Oh, uh, yeah, Blofeld. Blofeld, yes! And that's who Dr. Hey, you got something! That's who Dr. Evil's supposed to be. I was like, oh, he's supposed to be Dr. Evil, right? Yeah. That's right, I have a scar under my eye. I got it from a cat. I don't know. All right, Squeezer, let's move on, I don't know, to your next one. Uh, if um, it's not funny, bear we'll with just me burn you alive. Um, sorry, go ahead, Dr. Evil. Uh, sorry, if you interrupt me again, I I, I don't know. I, I I really, in this evil organization, do we need to be interrupted by over-explanations of your pick? I, I don't know. Here's your next one. Here we go. Hit the button. Well, here's to us. We can't disengage. The docking release system is jammed. Can you help us? Don't worry, they'll make it. It's only a hundred miles to Earth. Only a hundred miles to Earth? Yeah, only a hundred miles to Earth. It's really not that far when you're in space. You're pretty much going to burn up right away. Right. Um... So, I, I wanted to pick my favorite bad guy, my favorite villain... So I had I had to go with Jaws because he's 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 such a great villain because it's so over the top where it almost becomes silly. Actually, it does become silly. And the fact that they bring him back for Moonraker and just that's where they really go over the top makes all the sense because Moonraker is just a it, it's the silliest of James Bond, Roger Moore. I mean, they're laser battles in space, blowing stuff up, and it almost becomes. Well, Jaws Ridiculous. is in James Bond Jr. Oh uh, yeah, I saw the I saw the action figure. I was looking at him. He was also the last character you would ever want to pick when playing Goldeneye because he was fucking big. Did you have house rules when you play that no one could play his odd job? I didn't play fucking Goldeneye. Oh, look at uh, sorry. I thought you might have had friends that had it. I was playing. I didn't have friends. Oh, sorry. I was the only one with the N sixty four. Everyone else had PlayStation. I played Ocarina of Time by myself constantly. That actually sounds like a damn good time. It is. Um, but Jaws is like the quintessential Bond villain. He's indestructible. He's got a cool gimmick. 
he doesn't talk except for those last words the uh here's to us um and uh yeah he was just he's indestructible like he basically falls from the sky near outer space and then crashes into a circus tent and survives um which is where he meets Dolly and then at that point makes his face turn Dolly's pretty hot by the way um and she falls for him and they become a couple and they are the only survivors outside of Jim's Bond of uh, the Moonraker base their uh, their escape pod you know sends off while they drink champagne in outer space and i'm sure make very lovely metal tooth babies with each other uh, but yeah he has so he's based off a not necessarily jaws in the book but uh what the hell is his name and uh, uh soul Hor horowitz uh-huh um in uh the spy who loved me out of the book that's who jaws is based off of and he just had like metal capped teeth and they kind of left it at that they brought in richard keel who is seven two he's a monster giant man and they made him these uh uh what's it? not uh orthopedics uh with the they made like, him fake teeth diabetes shoes yes they made him diabetes shoes um so they made him these teeth and they went through a couple uh uh iterations of them until they found the right ones and they're not necessarily like fangs or sharp they're just me- hunks of metal teeth and he said that the process of wearing them was just so unpleasant so uncomfortable like he can only wear them for like a minute at a time before like his mouth you know like you ever like move like your jaw in that way you're chewing and you get like that shooting pain all of a sudden like that your jaw locks up and all of a sudden it just hurts like hell no really oh what is this when you're doing what i don't know like every now and then like if you like yawn too far and like you stretch or you pull something in your jaw and like all of a sudden like you just have this searing pain in your face squeezer what? i have a massive mouth. oh you don't eat so you can't chew anything no, I have a massive mouth. Have you seen the size of it? I've never noticed. I've never noticed. Um, I'll leave that up to other employees for you to fire to make such awful, awful jokes. <laughs> eh. Um, But yeah, so he would only wear like these teeth for like a minute at a time before they'd have to stop down because it was just very unpleasant. Uh, and, and there's a scene where... Jaws, when, like when we're first introduced, he he bites the padlock uh, off of a off of a gate, and then you know basically vampires a guy, like bites his neck and crushes his trachea. Uh, he bites a cable, a wire cable. It's actually that big metal cable was licorice. Oh, now depending on said I'd rather, flavor of licorice, I'd rather bite I'd, a cable I'd rather, than black licorice. Yeah, bite a cable. Yes. Um, I, like if you said, you. oh, we have to have, uh, it's it's black, it's a cable, so we could do black licorice. I'm like, can you just take the cherry stuff and paint it, <laughs> or the strawberry, and just you spray paint? paint it. I'll be fine. And I'll eat, I'll eat spray paint and and uh, cherry licorice instead. That's fine. Uh, or yeah, the real cable. Uh, there's a whole scene in Moonraker. There's like a gondola scene where he's in the sky. Uh, you know, like a yeah, a gondola. Um. Hold on, quick shout out to Bumblebee Loves You. He's 
he's listening to us while he's painting. What are you painting? Pictures or your house or? Or you're a professional painter and you listen to us while you're at work. Or are our deaths on a, like a canvas? Like if you see the future and you could predict how we die. Oh, but thank yes. you for listening. Wait, that's kind of dark. I don't know. I don't know what he's painting right. or they're painting. All right. All right. Continue with your assessment of. Yes. Um, but yeah, like there, he comes crashing in and they actually even cut to like the react of him like doing like the oh! before he comes crashing down. Um, yeah, so they, they started to make him kind of silly. But originally he was to be killed off in The Spy Who Loved Me. When they did a test screening, the audience loved him so much that they had him survive at the end. Even as a villain, they thought that he was just so much fun because he wanted the idea that he could come back again. Which they did. They brought him back from Moonraker in 79. And he survived that. And at this point, he makes his face turn. He saves Bond. Um, he meets Dolly. And they're just an adorable couple. And it was set up for him to return again. And there were talks about it. But then they kind of wanted to go, all right, maybe we're getting a little too silly over the top with Bond. Let's kind of bring it back down a bit. So uh, it, that was his last Bond appearance. He did make a cameo in the uh, 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 Inspector Gadget movie uh, along with some other Bond villains. But. Uh, you might also know him, uh, Richard Keel, uh, from uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Gilmore. He, he, he's Mr. He's, uh, Mr. Larson. Yeah. Yeah, the guy with the nail in his head. I believe that jacket belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> That's yeah, twice so. thus far, Shooter. Oh, you can count. And you can count on me, meeting you in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, and then he bends the club. Um, I believe that drunk belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> Is it weird? I know all his lines. Yeah, oh, he's fantastic in it. But and he's he's also uh, Vlad in uh, Tangled, which he is like he grunts basically. He's a giant Viking that collects porcelain unicorns. It's a good movie. I know it is. You told me. Yeah, it's fantastic. I know you don't like the singing, but it's really good. But yeah, that's Jaws. He's uh, my my of all my Bond villains. I think I've seen Tangled. I think Enchantress had me watch it. It's really good. It's that it's a blend of traditional and CGI animation. No, I didn't see it. Ton of money to make. I didn't see it. It's got the little lizard. Nope. I don't know what I saw, but it wasn't Bond. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, oh, go watch Tangled, and then and then you can watch the entire uh, the entire series um, on on Disney Plus, the animated series, which I actually went on and uh, started an account on a uh, what's the thing where you uh, like say yeah I want that uh, you know where you sign up for something like what the fuck's that thing called the internet. Yeah, the internet. Yeah, I signed up in the internet. Uh, like I signed a petition for a sequel, a spinoff. Oh, like uh, it was uh, change dot org. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was actually. I signed up for change dot org. Of all the things I could sign up for, uh, it was uh for uh, a Rapunzel spinoff. You seriously signed a 
That's, uh, I, I changed that org petition for a Rapunzel spinoff. Yes, I did. Wow. Yep. My next pick. <laughs> ah. Squeezer, I'm going to tell you about a video game that is I had so much fun with. And I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not easy. Like, you have to figure stuff out. But it's fucking mm-hmm. easy. Like, this game was fun because it was so easy. And I wasn't even a James Bond fan. So I got this. It came out in 98, February 98. I was working at KB Toy Store. And there was a crush box. And I took it home instead of we sending it back. I was like, oh, I'll play it. Because I had a... I had a... I think I played it on my Game Boy Pocket. This game is so much fun, Squeezer. And I read online... People compare it to Link's Awakening, and it is exactly like Link's Awakening. Like you collect all these things and you assign it to A or you assign things to A or B, just like Link's Awakening. Huh. At the time, I didn't even. Is it over? Is it overhead? Yeah, it's like uh, overhead. It's it's like an RPG, just like Link's Awakening, where you fight guys. It is so much fun. This game, like, when you get to, um, so you start in this Chinese village and, um. Zong Mei is like the girl you leave with, I, I'm pretty sure. And you're in Kurdistan. And it's really weird when you're in Kurdistan because you're like, you you have to like rescue 008 by killing this warlord, uh, Iqbal. But then when you go back, the warlord was like, like, son of like a Saddam Hussein thing. It was the only thing keeping the town like, you know, stabilize and like the bodies oh, are like geez. all laying there and they're being picked out by crows. It's really strange. Wow. And then you go to Marrakesh uh, to find Oddjob who's smuggling weapons, but you have to gamble to get and you have to like play all the like, like Baccarat and Blackjack. And it's just fucking fun. You're gambling. This looks like a much smarter game than I would have thought. This of might be gym- the best. James Bond game ever made, Squeezer. But the thing I read was like all like there's so many like James Bond like inner jokes and, and like and stuff that I didn't get. I just thought it was fun because it was really easy and it was just a fun game. And you, the fighting mechanisms are great for Game Boy. And it was uh it was a Game Boy like Super Game Boy pack, so I think you could go somewhat color and uh, if you played Super Game Boy, but didn't need to. You didn't need to. there was like. The, the what they did with like eight bits was fucking incredible and in mm-hmm. like two colors and shades of it was really incredible for this game um I don't know it, it, it like now that I think of it it's very much like an, an easy version of link's awakening like uh, the like the last part of it's really tedious because you're just you're just like going around like touching all the walls trying to find like a secret you know what I mean get items oh gotcha. I mean, is it better than walking up a hundred flights of stairs? Oh, way better. It's way fun. Okay. I, I, you could do this game in like two and a half, three, maybe four hours. That's at the a good most. road, good road trip game. Yeah. You have, you still have this hard copy? I do. Huh. I think I finished it at school. Like I just played it all day, and I like pause. Like the the game save system wasn't that good. I just like pause it, and just, I just I finished it. In like like three days at school, bring it 
at the next game day because uh, I actually my new bag I have a pocket that my Game Boy Color fits in perfectly. It always travels with me now because you know sometimes our truck you know poor reception. So what do you get a Game Boy? Yeah, I was playing I was playing it on my one of my emulators tonight in the truck, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how fun this game is and like how cheeky. Yeah, I, I figured there was a time I probably should have cut, but you didn't. But no, it wasn't during the fucking game. I was in my car. <laughs> Enchantress was working, and uh, she could not talk on the phone, so I was playing uh, 007. There is definitely a scene, I didn't get to it tonight, where he sleeps with a hooker. Or not a hooker, like a a woman, to get like a a diamond. In a Game Boy game? Yeah. It was very adult. It was so adult. There was fire breathers. I need to play this. Corpses with crows picking at them, Squeezer. Yeah. And like, he goes in, there's the man-eating couches in with, with Q. When you said that, I was like, holy shit, that's in the fucking game. I never knew that was from the movie. <laughs> it's probably one of the the best underrated Game Boy games ever. and Because it, it came out so late. It came out in 98. Like, Game Boy Color was like or just around the corner. Like, it came out at the cusp of a Game Boy Color. That was the problem. Hmm. You know what I mean? But it wasn't developed for that. Like it was no Game Boy Color. It came out February '98. Game Boy Color wouldn't come out till November '98. Yeah, Oof. but it was developed for Super Game Boy, so it had that like it, you it had, like custom frames and like like coloring to it. But it was it was yeah. made for black, but and white. not true. No, color. yeah. So it was one of the last true Game Boy games. But it was really good, and um, I bet I would like it even more if I was more of a fan of James Bond. But um, I guess the best other thing I could say for it is is give it a play because it's fun and it's easy. Not like easy, easy, but you know, you don't have to put too much work. I would, I would like sit there with a uh, a uh, walkthrough squeezer is the best way to do it. You probably you you won't need one because you're good at video games, but I I would if I would play. It. I'm not eh, some. I, I'm probably good at like this one. Yeah. Like a, I'm not good at like the ones where you actually have to be like competitive. Ugh. Terrible at that. All right, here is your last pick. Also, 007. Oh. It's called James Bond 007 for Game Boy. Everyone play it. I'm gonna bring it in for you there, handsome. Here's your last pick. Awesome. It ended. Ah, well, that works too. Uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing screams uh, action like Bubbles and uh, Orchestra Score. Uh, but this was epic for the time, and it's still it's still awesome. Uh, I'm I'm sure now they'd find a way to make it you know tighter and a little more tense, and there'd be some CGI and shit. But uh, for the time, this was one of the biggest action set pieces in cinema and this is the underwater battle 
in uh, 1965's Thunderball. Mm. So we talked about Thunderball before with Never Say Never Again, but this one, it's the superior film, and it's Sean Connery, he's Bond, he's got a scuba tank that's got a rocket on it that allows him to swim really fast underwater with a big yellow chemtrail coming out the back, Um, and there's a whole bunch of stabbings and tube cuttings and... um, Pretty, it's pretty awesome for the time. It's still awesome now. Um, he's trying to... Uh, <coughs> uh, <coughs> sorry. What's that? Bless you. <coughs> Sneezing. Gesundheit. So he's <coughs> got a, a thwart lark. Gesundheit. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Are you okay? I'm sorry. Sneezy boy. Oh, you're okay, Sneezy boy. So he has to thwart Largo's plan to, uh, you know, blow up the UN... Because uh, it's it, with nukes, because they're always trying to do that. But uh, he has some help this time with, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Felix. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Felix and the CIA help. Uh, F- uh, Felix Leiter, he calls in, uh, I don't know, it's, I don't remember, it's like the, just the Coast Guard, or but like, basically, like, he calls in some special forces. Oh, uh, yes. scuba team. Oh. So you have what's that? Jesse Ventura. Yes. So Jesse Ventura Underwater Demolition. I live in Mexico off the grid, <laughs> uh, squeezer. McMahon. That's not a good uh, one. All right. I'm sorry. With the, with their bright orange uh scuba suits and the bad guys and their black ones. And you always knew who the, the it's like they made it perfect. It's like, oh, the bad guys have black suits with two hoses. And the good guys have orange suits and with uh, one hose. And they do battle underwater. It's a, a, a scuba diving underwater fight scene. And it goes on for 10 minutes. Um, they have like the... Remember um, there was a, a Ninja Turtles toy? It, had, like, it was like a little floaty like submarine kind of thing like yes. they would hold on to. Yes. Yeah, though they basically had a bunch of those that fired like uh, torpedoes. So you have guys to, like with, I'm um, sorry, not torpedoes, spears. So you have a spear gun battle underwater and just shooting each other with spears. They're um, most of the time, though, they have the when they get in a knife fights, they don't actually stab anyone. They just cut the hose. And I read a whole review of uh, actual scuba divers reviewing it, and they get angry. It's like they are not trained scuba divers. Well, you get into a a knife fight with you know James Bond underwater and see what happens. All right. Um, it, it's really it, it's a cool action set piece. It's very original. It won the Academy Award for best visual effects. Um, it was actually directed by I'm gonna uh, massacre this uh, Rico Browning. It, Rico spelled. R-I-C-O-U who is actually the guy that played the Gill Man from the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. Uh, he's a stunt man, but he's also a, a, a marine cinematographer. He went on uh, basically uh, Terrence Young directed it uh, Thunderball, but when he brought in this guy to direct the second unit and direct this underwater thing, 
He's like, <clears throat> Rico goes, hey, so what do you want? How do you want it? He goes, shoot it, and I'll tell you if it's good or not. And I'll tell you, I'll make, basically, shoot it, and then we'll we'll go from there. And he never heard back. He just, he shot it, and they were happy with it. Um, Sean Connery came in and shot for, like, the first two days. Like, they got his close-ups. Um, they shot this down in the Bahamas. Um, they shot his close-ups for, like, two days, and then he went back to film the rest of it. And then they continued shooting for the next two weeks, uh, the sequence. Uh, I, I think they, they broke it down into, like, 80-some different shots over, like, 18 different sequences that they, they laid out. And they say the biggest problem was you couldn't talk underwater. And, like, well, now, like, with the scuba gear, you can actually, like, communicate with each other. Right. Back then, you had to use hand signals. Well, it's kind of hard to do hand signals and, like, actually, like, direct action with that. So they'd go up onto, like, this little barge they had set up above, rehearse the scene, dive down, shoot that little sequence, move on to the next one, and then go back up, rehearse the next one. And it just, they said it just took forever. Uh, but it cuts together really well. It's really cool. There's some brutal scenes. The, the, the they really did like it was almost something out of like out of Halloween, where the one guy actually gets stabbed through the goggles with a uh, uh, a harpoon into the eye. It's pretty cool. You don't actually see it up close, but I mean, you see a harpoon go through the goggles, which means you know where that thing's going. Right. But uh, yeah, it's a really cool sequence, and then it, from there it moves up to the boat, and then they you know crash a boat and it explodes because. Boats do when they hit rocks. I've seen I've seen a boat collide with another boat. They don't just explode. Hmm. They just crash. But yeah, super cool sequence. Thunderball, probably I, I think it's up there, if not one of the best Bond movies. But really, really, really cool sequence. And for 1965, pretty much kicks ass. Alright, moving on to my last pick. Get a rest later. Your steam bath is ready, Monsieur Scaramanga. Oh, that would have been too easy. It's locked. You'll have to look elsewhere, Monsieur. Ah, uh, this is a tribute. So I, I apparently Irv Vilshaz played Knickknack in uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. Never seen it, but. I'm a big fan of Irville Chaz. I met him as a kid. He did, uh, we did a, a mall show at the Leah Valley Mall as a kid. And um, my brother, we were big fans of him from his uh, Fantasy Island Squeezer um, tattoo. Mm -hmm. The plane boss. He's got a sad life. He was born in occupied Paris, France in 1943. Uh, he's, uh, dwarfism um but it was an endocrine disorder it was like uh, it was kind of opposite andre the giant his organs were growing at like a normal rate and he wasn't oh i know he was in constant that'd pain. be painful his final years he had to sleep kneeling so he could breathe Ugh. 
I know. He wound up uh, taking his own life uh, with a gun at the end. Um, he lived to be 50 years old in 1993. Uh, but he was such a talented guy. Um, he brought us so much stuff. I always will remember him. And this I'm not saying this in a, a, a degrading way, Squeezer, or a condescending mm-hmm. way. But I loved his Dunkin' Donuts commercials with the Dunkin' Minis. With D-Plane, D-Plane. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not, I, 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 you laugh, but I'm no, not. No, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, of course you would. Yeah. There, there are some things where I, I, I prefer the commercial over the real thing, you know. I, and also. I, as, mu- as much as I love Pierce Brosnan and GoldenEye, I think his Diet Coke commercial is even better. Right. Um. And before he died, he was in negotiations to co-star in Space Coast, Coast to Coast, which was in pre-production at the time. He would have been, he would have voiced Space Coast sidekick on the show. And that would have been fucking awesome. I, I that's like the one, that's not the one, the sad, one of the saddest things about, yeah, I'm sorry. There's a lot of sad things, but shit, man. I, I know he. What, it's so sad when someone has to end their life because they're suffering from chronic pain. He was he had oversized internal organs, putting increased pressure on his body. He had to sleep in a uh-huh. kneeling position so he could breathe. And he finally just he's ended it, and that just is awful. But he left such a mark, and such a such a. Um, he was so talented for his for his. Um, what he brought, I mean, English as his second language, spoke French. Before he got um, The Man with the Golden Gun, he did a lot of uh, lot of other stuff. Uh, he starred in a few other things before that, but he, he then got Fantasy Island from 1977 to 1984, which he was most known as, m- most known for. He was in Airplane 2, I also remember. Me, personally, I always will never, I'm sorry, I'll never forget him from those Dunkin' Donuts commercials. He was great in those. But um, I have a picture. I told my mom if she could find it. It's me and my brother with Herv. Uh, We're so excited. We are so little to meet him in the 80s. He was doing a mall show. I know. I I love him and Fanny. The plane, the plane. Um, Fantasy Island was such a great show. Um, big fan of it. I don't know how much of it I actually watched. My mom watched it, and and we watched a, uh, a Looney Tunes spinoff with, with I think um, Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn was was the Fantasy Island guy, and um, uh, Speedy Gonzales was the Blaine. The Blaine was a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, well, it might not have been Foghorn Leghorn, but um, I was a big fan of Fantasy Island, and uh, we watched. My mom watched. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you, Squeezer. Uh, Ricardo Montalban was fantastic in it, though. So it was. Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only knew he played Khan and he was Ricardo Montalban from Howard Stern and them pranking Ricardo Montalban <laughs> with a uh, impersonator of George Decay. Ricardo Montalban. 
Anyway, uh, that's it. That's Nick Knack uh, from The Man with the Golden Gun, a movie I've never seen, but I love her, <laughs> and I figured I'd do a tribute to one. him and his work. And I, with the clips I saw, he was like a little fucker. He was trying to kill James Bond. Oh, yeah. He was ruthless. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in real life he was a little fucker. No, no, no. He was a fantastic if, person and had a lot of pain. No, no. He's I feel fanta- bad for him. Yeah, but did you ever hear the interviews with Robert, Roger Moore talking about him? No. Oh, he got laid. Oh, did he? Apparently, he, Monster I, Cock, there was an huh? article that Good he did him. during... Roger Moore asked him how many women he slept with during the filming of The Man with the Golden Gun, and I think the number was at 39. Good for him, man. Good for him. Over the course of the movie. I'm pretty sure he was just getting prostitutes, but eh, you do what you got to do, I guess. I I, I hope he had a monster cock for his sake. He deserved it. (laughs) If he had monster organs that were killing him slowly, like, you deserve a monster Uh, cock. How how, how awful would that be that that's not the case it would be but i i doubt i'm 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 confident he had a giant hog well let's hope let's hope um and that's it we're done squeeze out are we yeah yeah we're done we did a full james bond show and i don't think it was as bad as everyone thought I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was going to be bad at all. I thought there, there's plenty to talk James Bond about. There's people not like James Bond. Uh, I don't particularly not like him or like him. I, I nothing him, but it was my idea. So <laughs> it, was, it was a strange one. I liked it though. Yeah. I like these topics. Yeah. Next week is Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah. And I, it was a nice change of pace after like Halloween, which is very I don't want to say generic, but it's very open ended. Like there's a lot sure, to pick from. Sure. I, I I like being focused. Yeah, you know? and it let me play that James Bond video game on Game Boy and I'm sitting there in the car and I'm like, shit, I gotta go down and, and work. I wanna play this all night, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And if I I'm tired and I wanna go to bed, but if I wasn't, I would uh, I would play it all night tonight. Very yeah, I gotta start going through some of my Arnold stuff now and see what we got. I call dibs on twins. That's it. Oh, of course. Anything twins is mine. Everything else can be yours. All the stupid Arnold movies should be mine. All the like serious ones <laughs> should be yours. Like Kindergarten Cop, Twins, and fucking uh, Batman and Robin are mine. Everything else is yours. Yeah. I'll take I'll take Conan, Predator, Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Get to the job, and, and end of days. Yeah. Ugh, no. Well, maybe we'll see. They use like mini discs. Is that the one with um, the alligator? Uh, no. Ended. I. There, there was two that came out right at the same time. It was end of days and. Uh, what the hell was the other one that was? What's the one with Vanessa Williams? That was a racer, I think. A racer. That's the one with the mini disc discs. Yeah. yeah, maybe that will be one of my picks. So let's not let's not, yeah. let's, let's not divulge any of our picks before we get. Okay. We got a show to do next week, Squeezer. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of the Radio's podcast. But until then, uh, you want this whole episode without lunch lady being involved? I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. See you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>